Welcome back to another inspiring episode of Level Up and Live, where we bring you the stories of victory, strategies for success, and the blueprints to building your dreams. I'm your host, Sean Myers, joining by my co-host, Ewan Heinemeyer. And today, we have an extraordinary guest with us, Isaiah Boom Shepherd. Ever wondered how someone can build a mobile home empire and hit millionaire status by the age of 30? Well, today, Isaiah Shepherd, the national recognition winning general manager for Clayton Homes, is here to share the secrets behind the journey to success. Get ready to be motivated, educated, and equipped with the tools to pave your own way to financial greatness. This is the Level Up and Live podcast, and this is the roadmap to building a mobile home empire. But before we get started, the Level Up and Live team have been working extremely hard behind the scenes on our additional resources in the shared notes. Go check it out and download our free guides for healthy eating and 2024 New Year's planner to help crush your goals in 2024. Without further ado, meet Isaiah Shepard. Isaiah, welcome to the show, man. I've, I know you so well at this point, especially because of the last year in the Mastermind Group. You've almost been uh, ace in the hole. I've just been waiting to bring you on. We're, you know, we're getting thousands of downloads now, and to have have you on too soon, not enough people would have heard. But the more I've gotten to know you, the more I am like, I want to say impressed, but more, I'm just more even baffled. You're 30 years old. You are a GM. Uh, uh, a national sized company. You have one of the, the, I think is the best branch at Clayton Homes in Texas. You have this, and one, one thing that I've always known about you from a, 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 a younger age is that you have this rental portfolio that was just staggering. I mean, you're 30 years old and you never have to work another day in your life just based off of your, your mobile home portfolio, which is just, that's too hard to understand for anybody listening to this, to be honest. I mean, we're not even talking about your GM position and all the other things that you've accomplished, your investments and, and whatnot. So uh, you're a father, uh, you're a, a good husband. There's just so many good things about you and you're 30 and it's mind blowing. I just, so I, I, I could just keep talking honestly about you right now. So I'm going to be quiet and and just let you give us a little intro about uh, who you are, where, where you come from, what you do and all the good stuff. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate that intro, man. That That was awesome. Uh, it's been uh, it's been wonderful watching you guys like from the back end and kind of seeing this whole podcast grow and seeing I get asked about y'all's podcast all the time. So uh, being on it is, is definitely an accomplishment in my world. So so thank you guys for thinking of me. Thank you for reaching out. And uh, it's awesome to kind of see it come full circle. Um, me, uh, you know, when talking about myself, you know, first and foremost, I want to say, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a father. Uh, I'm a husband to sorry guys, but I got, I got the best wife there is out there. So you the rest of you guys can kind of compete for second place. So, so my, my, my wife is, is the best and she's really, you know, helped me grow. Um, all our wives know each other. So <laughs> next time they meet, it's going to be like a Royal rumble. Apparently <laughs> just yeah, I was saying, who's, who's number one, I, you know, I'm sure in all of our hearts, you know, our wives are number one, hopefully for every guy. Um, <laughs> grew up in the Conroe area. Um, spent some time in uh, Indiana. Really, really helped mold me out there. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, as soon as I get back to Texas, though, uh, I hopped on a plane and came back. Um, started um, actually. I went to school, so I, I, I can just share any story. Just kind of walk your way through the journey. Is that cool? 
Let's hear it. Okay, so I, I came back, came back to Texas, and uh, my mom, which I, I love my mom more than anything, you know, greatest supporter there is out there is my mom. And uh, she she puts me through uh, college to be uh, was a radiologist, and I, and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm gonna make you know six figure income right out of college. This is gonna be awesome, and and I go to do the intern, and they put me in the coldest, like darkest, saddest room in this hotel or hospital, and uh, I can remember like I went in like smiling ear to ear. I put in so much work to get to this point, so much time and energy and effort to get to that point and like within like two hours i was like this isn't it this is like the worst saddest day because what happens is if somebody breaks a hip or someone's hurt you have to come you bring all the equipment to their room and then do the radiologist stuff and it was just i was just seeing people on their worst day and it was just a miserable i didn't get to spend any time i didn't get to talk to people and I was like, man, and I, so I had I to suck it up and call my mom and say, hey, like, I love you and thank you for doing so much to get me to this point, but I will never step foot in that hospital again unless I'm a patient. And, and she, she took it in stride, and, uh, which I appreciate, but it, I remember just feeling so deflated and like such a loser in that point. Cause I was like, you know, what, what, what am I going to make of my life now? This is what I, I graduated high school. I'm going through college. Like now what? So I, I, I go. I, you you yeah. had trained to be a radiologist. Or, or, um, I did all the basics, and then this was the last thing you do before you actually start the program. So you had to do intern for I want to say four days. You'd done all this work, thinking you're going to make six figures, the dream. You're working towards this thing, and within two hours, it's basically just been shattered. Yeah, in, in a terrible way. I mean, I was like, wow. I will never be this miserable. I was like, I, I couldn't, I can't do this. And, and uh, I think Brooke, I don't know if we were fiance or dating at the time. I was like, I, you know, so many people I had to let down and tell them like, hey, this this isn't it. So, so I was wow. thinking in my head, what do people spend their money on? And, and there's two big things people spend money on in life. And that's their vehicles. And, and I love cars. And it's their house. So I was like, I, I want to be a part of those two things, you know, in somebody's life. So I went and got my real estate license. And I go to the real estate office. And Kylie, uh, my daughter, was just born. And uh, I go in and it's this beautiful building in the woodlands. And I'm like, I'm like interview ready, been practicing all night. And the lady probably doesn't ask me but two questions and then tries to sell me on the job for like an hour. And I left thinking like, man, this, this can't be that great of a job if like she has to sell me this, this hard on taking. I was like, because in my head, I didn't factor in in real estate. If you don't sell a house, you don't get a check. I didn't. Mm. I didn't put it all together until I'm in front of this lady. Um, so I'm thinking, how old were you, Isaiah? I had to be 18 or 19, so I was still pretty young. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I guess I had to be 19 because Kylie was born. I was like, man, you know, my daughter's going to need formula every day. My daughter's going to need diapers. She's going to need all these things every day, um, and I have to provide for every day. I can't wait, you know, months without selling a house. I can't, you know, not have money coming in at all times. So I, I get on Craigslist and I type in real estate jobs because I'm, I'm looking for one with a salary or something that's stable. And uh, Clayton Holmes pops up and I can remember Chase Mom is the guy, you know, big mentor for me, a great guy. I mean, like, when you think like sales guy, like this, this is a guy who can sell anything. He's the Iceton Eskimo. And, he, and he's, he's just a, he's a young guy like me. And he picks up the phone. And he goes, man, 
I'm, I'm hiring. And he's always, always selling, always selling. He's, and this is probably three o'clock in the afternoon. I said, Hey man, I saw this, uh, saw this ad on Craigslist. He's like, yeah, I'm hiring somebody at five o'clock. If you can get here first, I'll interview you. Like he, he put me on the clock like instantly. So I, like I, I saw I put on my Sunday best, get in my mom's car and I jump up here and, uh, and he hired me. Um, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's been a great journey since then. I don't know if you have any questions. I do, Isaiah. So we always, we, a lot that we talk about on Level Up and Live podcast is our why, right? And so you making this transition from the radiologist to working with Chase and doing the things that you did, right? Showing up at five o'clock. Because a lot of people are like, well, nope, I'm not going to show up or I'm not going to put in that time, energy, and effort to do what he's telling me to do. But it sounds like you have a why. Can you can you pinpoint that on like what was going through your mind with because a lot of things that we talk about is when you understand your why and you you become an unstoppable force, right? And so maybe it was because of Kylie, maybe because it was you're trying to put food on the table. But when you understand that that macro, that vision on what it is that you want that uh, who you want to become, right? Then when you become an unstoppable force. And that's what you've done from the moment you met Chase, the moment you showed up up until now. Yeah. Yeah. At, at, at that point in my life, it was, it was extremely easy. Like I, I had to put food on the table. Uh, you, you know, like the pyramid, like you don't, you don't care about like this until you care about that. Like I was at the base floor. Like I, I had to provide food for my family. I had to make sure my daughter had clothes. I had to make sure uh, she was fed. She had diapers. So I was at the base level of the pyramid. Now, now in my career, like as, as I've grown and, you know, things have went my way, like I've definitely, you know, my why has changed, but definitely like on those first days, my why was only providing for my family. Yeah, that's, that's super powerful, man. And so, I mean, in that, that is a why in itself, right? I mean, you wanted to provide for your family and that a lot of times, a lot of us and our listeners as well, and myself included, it's like, I don't have this beautiful why. I don't have this beautiful vision, right? And I know when I talk to a lot of my coaching clients and coaches, and even me and you have talked about this, like, I don't have the why like you do, Sean. Well, it's because I've been working on it for the last three years, right? right? And so it, and for, if you're listening to this, what, what I would encourage you is to just find something, something that's going to allow you to become an unstoppable force to get you to where you want to go and who you need to become. And that for you, Isaiah, that was you want to get off in the sales. So you got your feet wet with it. You showed up. You, you, you got a, an opportunity from a guy named Chase. And then how important, how important was having a mentor in your life those following three, four, five, six years growing that? Oh, I mean, uh, it's huge. I mean, ha having someone that you can look up to or really just, for me, I, I like seeing guys that have accomplished the goals I'm trying to reach because, it, it, man, it's like an easy button. And, and that's what I want people listening to know is like whatever you want to be in life, somebody's probably done it. Like 99.99% chance there's somebody out there doing your dream right now. And, and those guys, like they're not jerks. They're, like they get to those points in their lives by being great, honest, good quality people. And if you reach out to them and say, hey, look, man, you, you're living my dream. Can I have a 30-minute lunch with you? I mean, I would say most of the time that guy's going to say, yeah, where, where do you want to meet? And I would, 
tell people like get outside of your bubble, you know, find a mentor, find someone that can help you level up, find someone that can help you do get to the next level of your life. Why do you think, why do you think, so somebody listening to this, they're maybe thinking like, no, I can figure it out. There's YouTube, there's Google, there's all these resources online, which I was that guy to a certain degree. I was like, I don't need help. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to YouTube it. I'm going to figure this thing out on my own. I don't need God in my life. I don't need spirituality in my life. I don't need help, right? Well, that was a recipe for disaster. That's what I learned at 34 years of age. It hit me like a ton of bricks, 35 or 34. It hit me. And I learned real quick. And so that's that's my meaningful mission. That's my purpose is if you're listening to this in your teens or 20s, you know, this message will continue to repeat with having a mentor. What question, Isaiah, why do you think people will not reach out for help and embrace that vulnerability and, and embrace that that that, hey, I, I do need some help? Why do you think people won't do that? Yeah, I, I mean, there, I think there's a couple of different reasons, but but the one that stands out is man, people are scared to be vulnerable. Everyone thinks, you know, man, if I, if I ask, Hey, you and I need some help, you're saying, Oh, I'm weak or I can't do it on my own or, you know, all these negative connotations. But in reality, like the guy that reaches out and says, Hey, I need some help, Sean. Can you help me in this level of life? Hey, you and I need help in this aspect of my life. That That's probably the strongest individual in the room. And, and for myself, um, I, like I like researching and learning about stuff, but, but the way I truly learn is seeing somebody that's accomplished the goals that I want to accomplish. If I, if I want to own a, you know, a huge high rise in Houston, I'm going to go find a guy that owns 10 high rises in Houston and say, Hey, how did you do it? What tasks did you have to accomplish to get to where you're at? What did you have to learn? What person did you have to be to accomplish these goals? And, and that, that's how I learn. Now, obviously, you can somebody can tell you like do X, Y, Z, but somebody that knows the ins and outs and has done it, man, that's everything. Yeah, I think when you when you reach out to someone, you it is vulnerability, and and it looks like if I if I ask them, that's one step closer to a potential failure. Like they're afraid of of reaching out because then it becomes real, and then they would be the when you don't reach out and you fail, no one gets to know. So you can keep it to yourself and that will ding you. But once it's out there and someone gives you the advice, the very next step advice, man, now it's, it's, you just come at crunch time. You got to make that move because they gave you the answer that you probably already knew, but now you're going to be held accountable. Uh, uh, yes or no, uh, win or lose. That's how people think. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep myself back from that. And we've all done it. You know, I, I do it. Everyone does it. And you can pay to have it done. You know, you can go get a coach. And that's much uh, safer. And you're probably ready to do it at that point. And that's a great way to do it. Um, yeah, asking a mentor that's been somewhere. I mean, it's a no-brainer. That, that is the person you should go talk to. Uh, but yeah, it is a, the fear of reaching out. Yeah. A, a great example I have is I have a trainer. His name's Roderick. And uh, man, I, I've, you know, I've worked out because I, I play sports. So I've worked out my whole life and man, just these little things like he points out what, like maybe you're doing just a bench press and he's like, well, you know, pull your shoulders back, you know, all just little bitty movements that he changes that makes a world of difference. I said, man, if, mm. if I didn't have this guy in my life, I would be doing this incorrectly the next 40 years. And these little bitty things that he knows because he's studied it, he's done it for he, probably 40 years. 
he, he knows so much about it. He can pass that knowledge on. And even if it's just something little and microscopic, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, me, me and Ewan were talking about behind the scenes this morning before our first podcast shoot. And one of the things I love about working with Ewan is he's, Ewan is very how and what, and he's so good at what he does. He's like, he's like playing uh, chess in his head, right? He's already like five moves ahead of me. I'm taking one step at a time. And, and that's what makes Ewan so brilliant is he's, he already knows where we're kind of headed and how to get there. And then I'm like, I want it now. I'm being impatient. And so I'm like, and so it comes down to the who, right? And that's exactly what we're talking about. And I don't think there's, I don't think there, I think there's different ways to get to where you want to go and who you want to become. And the beautiful thing about it is, man, it's like kind of like what we're all talking about. If you're listening to this and you feel stuck, unfulfilled, lost, like I think I can speak for all of us. We, we all have been to, to a certain degree in our lives. What sped that up is by doing both, right? Having maybe an accountability partner that knows the how and the what, and then also reaching out to that who, that mentor. And so one of the questions I would challenge people to listen to or ask themselves is, if you're feeling stuck or lost in any area of life, and me included, is who do I need to reach out to? And one of the things that I want to improve on in 2024 and grow closer to God is the first question is not how and the what, right? Because the how and the what, people can tell me that all day long. Devotions, read the Bible, go to church, married life, plug yourself in. I already know the hows and the what's, but I'm asking myself, who can I talk to? What pastor can I reach out to that can mentor me? So that's what's going on in my, that's what's going through my head. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, so the way it started, which I, I had a job in sales at the time, and what I, I was really good at marketing and getting on Facebook and talking to people, and I would always find these deals on mobile homes. And uh, so what I would do is I'd go find one for, I guess I should do actual numbers, let's call it seven grand. And I knew I could sell it for 15 to 20,000. So what, what I would do is I'd go give them seven grand, and then I would have it sold before I would ever, ever have to move the house. Because, you know, it's three to $5,500 to move a mobile home. So I, I was always just selling as hard as I could just so I could not have to pay the money to move it and store it somewhere. So I, what I would do is I would go get three, four houses sold and I would take that money and I'd turn around and go buy a rental. So I did this for years. So I'd, I'd sell, you know, three, four mobile homes and I have a large amount of cash and I go pay cash for rental. So now I was, I didn't, I didn't know that I didn't even really know much about like financing rentals at the time. Cause I was like, well, I'll just go sell three or four of these and then I'll go buy one. And then I'll just keep doing that. So, so I, I ran that for a long time and I just kept doing that. And it got to where, because I, I was making decent money at my job. So I would just let this money accrue on the side. And I can remember I went and bought a duplex. It was a, it was a great deal. And I was like, man, uh, I was going to finance the duplex. I was like, man, uh, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars down. That's a lot of money. So I look at the account that I had been just letting this money accrue from all these other rentals, and I mean, it was within like dollars of exactly what I needed for the down payment for this other one. I was like, like, man, this this it kind of snowballed. I and I really didn't understand it until that moment. I was like, man, that that worked out awesome because like all the money in my account stayed the same. But then uh, like the account I wasn't paying attention to, it just emptied out, but it's still making money. And then I bought this duplex that kind of built it. And then over time, you know, I'm sure like for most people, it's hard to take that first step. But but once you take that first step and you really get it rolling, I mean, it just kind of snowballs and, you know, you can build something beautiful w with mobile homes. Like and I 
eat, sleep, and breathe mobile homes. I, I love mobile homes because you, you can buy a mobile home for a decent mobile home for twenty five thirty thousand. Put it on a thirty thousand dollar piece of property. You're in it for sixty seventy thousand all hooked up, and you can rent that for twelve thirteen hundred dollars. When when you take that opposed to, and I know people make tons of money renting residential houses. For me, I just don't understand the numbers because you go buy a decent house in the neighborhood these days costs three hundred thousand. Interest rates seven to nine percent, even for somebody with great credit. I mean, your payments. 2200 bucks depending on taxes and you can go rent it for 24 25 i mean that gives you a three four hundred dollar spread every month but god forbid an ac goes out i mean an ac right now from carrier is four to five thousand dollars you can knock out almost 10 years of profit just on maintenance and an ac going out and i can tell you if as someone that owns a ton of acs like the one thing that will always break in the state of Texas is an AC. And the one thing that people will call you on at 2 a.m. is an AC because they don't care if their pipes are leaking. They don't care if the roof falls in. But if it's 110 degrees in their house at 2 a.m., what's up, Isaiah? We need to talk. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love mobile homes. I, I don't. And I know people make tons of money doing it the other way. But mobile homes are what I know and love. So. What's interesting to me when I'm hearing you say on the mobile homes is you've been super obsessed with it, right? Because where the focus goes, energy flows. And I always preach that. And you've had your head down. You've had your head down in the sand. You've been focusing on that. And obviously, you've been super successful, shifting gears a little bit. So over the last, I don't know, five years, right? Me and you've known each other for how long have we known each other? What, 13 years? Somewhere along. Yeah, at least. Yeah, at least. And so I, I remember the Isaiah, that, that version of Isaiah. And I remember this version of Isaiah. And you have done a complete, I mean, just continuously 1% better every day. And you have compounded at your age at 30 at 30. I wasn't even podcast. What is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to party and do a two, two step line dance and I'm hanging out at Canes, you know, at two o'clock in the morning. But so with you, you have, you have been your, had your head in the sand, you have been obsessed and you have been focusing on providing for your family, which if you study, if you hear what you've said the last 20, 25 minutes, it's been because of your family, right? Financial freedom, put food on your table, and you've just had your head down in the sand. I've seen this from a macro standpoint from you. Shifting gears, six, 12 months, in these last six to 12 months, I've seen, and Ewan can probably attest to this as well, we have seen this guy, you joining the mastermind group, the leadership group, we have seen this guy, this transformation. It's almost been like a, a huge transformation from this guy that's been focusing on just basically building for his family into Hey, oh, there's other areas of life, right? There's there's exercising, there's weightlifting, there's my family, there's my wife, there's my kids. How has that been? How has that transition been for you for these last six to twelve months? And what is what has brought to your attention? Why focus on this now, man? It's probably been the last couple of years because I can remember from nineteen to call it 27, 28 years old. I, I was just running. I mean, I was up till, you know, I would go look at a mobile home at 2 a.m. if that's what it took to get the deal done. I like our company has, you know, a few hundred salespeople in our region. And I was the number one salesperson three years in a row. And, and it took just tremendous amount of effort. And I can remember I would always get calls and you would get these new salespeople and they'd say, hey, man, how do you do it? How do you, how do you show up at 6 a.m.? How do you close the gate? Like, how do you do this? I was like, and I always thought like, because it wasn't anything special to me. I was like, 
and I truly just loved what I was doing. So, I mean, I could, let's say I would have stuck with radiology. I wouldn't have been that guy, but because I loved what I was doing and I couldn't like, I couldn't think of anything I wanted to do more at 6 PM than go look at a house and turn a profit. That, that was all I want to do. And I did a great job at it, but fast forward, like you're talking about, you know, perspective shifts. I mean, you, you get to my late twenties on 40, 50 pounds overweight. Uh, you know, maybe don't have the relationships with people that I want to have. I'm not as intentional of a person as I want to be. I start thinking of, man, I may have murdered it or killed it in this one aspect of life. But, you know, was I the Christian I wanted to be? Was I the father I wanted to be? Was I the husband I wanted to be? And, and the answer truly wasn't yes. So, so I definitely shifted the focus that, man, maybe everything in life isn't about making money and buying Corvettes and maybe one day owning a plane, which all those things are cool. But being a great father, being a great Christian, being a great husband, I, I had to look myself in the mirrors and decide those things are more important to me than any dollar amount could ever, ever amount to. So th that's really where the transition has been these last couple of years. And, and it's been awesome. Um, I definitely took some people in my life, Sean, definitely you, um, my pop, my mom, you know, seeing their lives and seeing where they're at to say, Hey, that's, that's what I want. I want people to talk about me. Like people talk about them. I want to look up. I want my son to look at me. Like I look at my parents and, and the, my, my mom has just been a, a great mentor for me my whole life. And I, and I can remember like, because these things don't seem foreign to me until I got older and realized other people's parents aren't reading self-help books at 10 years old. Um, and it, but it just helped me so much. I mean, I've read you know books about business and the kind of person you are, even at such a young age. And, and the, the biggest uh, example I can have for that is I, when I moved to Indiana. And so when I lived here in Texas, my whole family lived down one street and we all went to the same school and I was the man and I loved it. And everyone thought I was cool and I was in and, you know, my parents knew their grandparents for 30 years. So, you know, I, I loved it. And I moved to a small community in Indiana where I, I'm, I'm dark complected and every, there's not one Hispanic kid in the whole school. I mean, so they, they used to call me the, you know, Mexican and, and I hated it. And it was just really, really hard for me. So I was like, man, I'm awesome. And these people don't know I'm awesome. Why? I, I keep walking here every day and they're not realizing it. <laughs> And uh, so I read a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by, uh, who was that? Is it John C. Maxwell? But I can remember it talks about all these, how to, how to like get people to like you. And literally I would read a chapter and I would go put it on the ground floor the next day. Like, okay, you're supposed to treat people. You're supposed to be more interested in people than trying to get them interested in you. And I would take these every single day, these chapters, and I would apply them. And I can remember going from, I don't know, maybe fifth grade to like the seventh grade. And I, I completely flipped it around just based on the readings of this book. I was like, man, if I never would have read this book, where would I be? I mean, I, I would be just passed over. I would be miserable. I would not be living you know life to the fullest at this point. And I, and I really want to test that to my mom and you know her desire to make sure her son learns and grows and uh, becomes a good person. She, she used to tell me, look, I, I don't care what you are in life, whether you're broke, poor, whether you're the trash man, doesn't matter anything. She said, but you're going to treat people with respect. She says that that's the only thing I require of you. 
And, and I, I go back to that all the time thinking, man, all this other stuff is just window dressing. But the, when you look in the mirror, that person right there, that's what matters. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say, man, and I, and I find this very insightful and fascinating for our listeners is because everything that we're talking about is role models, right? Whether it's a mentor, whether it's somebody you look up to, your mom was a role model. And so I, th- I just think that's so powerful. And, and even with the kids, we don't have any kids. We have two dogs. I know y'all have kids, but they're watching y'all's every move, right? It's the actions. And so, man, if, if you're listening to this, I would just encourage you, if you don't have a mentor, if you don't have a role model, if you don't have somebody that you're able to look up, look up to that's actually taking action on the things that you want to do, you know, then I would, I would, uh, highly implore you and encourage you to, to do, to get curious and to, to research. Cause man, it's like Isaiah saying that's super powerful. That's made a huge impact on him the rest of his life, just in, you know, his mom being a role model. And I know you and you, you've had your mentors and, and, and likewise. So I just, and then going back to your story with the Clayton Holmes and having chase there and showing you the ropes with sales and, the ins and the outs and getting you to where you want to go. So I just think that's, I've talked about this several times and I'm going to continue to talk about this. I'm a big advocate and a believer of having a role model. And I know that's what level up and live. That's kind of what we want it to look like, be a role model because we're not just sitting here talking about the stuff. We're actually doing it behind the scenes, everything that we talk about and even our guests, right? Even uh, awesome folks like Isaiah yourself, you know, doing, doing the work behind the scenes, so I'm curious, man, like transitioning into where you are today, what would you say has really separated yourself from where you were like in your teens and your 20s and everything that you've learned along your journey to where you are today? What is what has separated you? I call it the pre I call it uh, separation season. And that's kind of where we're at right now. So for, I'm 36 and. I'm looking at it from a macro standpoint. Like I see your, I see yourself separating yourself from the other teens and the twenties in this world. And it's such a beautiful thing to witness. I I know a few things, but what would you say is, is separating yourself from, you know, and allowing you to level up and become the person that you want to become from your, maybe somebody else in their teens and twenties and thirties and even forties. Yeah. I I mean, for many years, I mean, it, it was hard work. It was, I was, I was going to outwork every single person that showed up and lined up next to me. I was going to outwork that person. But like, as I've grown as a person and in my career, I realized, you know, like hard work's awesome, but being intentional with your actions, treating people with respect, respect, growing yourself, like all those things being strategic. I think, I think those things have really, you know, multiplied faster than you can just with hard work. I, I remember somebody telling me once, you know, if, if hard work made you a millionaire, you know, the guy shoveling a ditch would, you know, be a multimillionaire. You know, you have to be smart. You have to be strategic. You have to do all these other things. Um, and, and as I, and I'm still growing. So as, as I progressed, you know, I just being the best person I can be, um, treating people with respect, doing all the other things right. has I've really seen a lot more growth from that. Do, do you think what you've done the last decade and this is for listeners listening to, because I ask myself this all the time, but do you think what you've done in the last decade is going to get you to where you want to be in the next decade, your actions now? Man, I, it's definitely, at least financial wise, has given me a, a nice platform to stand on. But I definitely don't think the person I was when I was 20 is going to be the, you know, the guy that gets me where I want to be when I'm 40. So I've definitely had to grow as a person. And I think, 
even it, and it's crazy because I think about this all the time. Like every like journey I've had, I've always thought I I know everything. I figured it all out when I was. 16 and got my first car. I said, man, these adults are so dumb. I have everything figured out and they have no clue. And then I fast forward to 20. I go, man, I, I didn't know anything when I was 16, but now, now I know everything and no, and this is crazy that I know everything. And then now I've gotten to the point in my life where like, oh, I think I got it figured out, but I'm smart enough to know, man, I probably have no clue. I mean, the, the world's changing faster than my brain can, you know, even realize it. One of the things I wanted to bring up when, when you're talking about becoming great and success and becoming the best version of yourself, one of the things that I have learned is you cannot do this alone, which we touched on, touched on, right? What would you, would you, how, how important on a scale of one to 10, would you say building a team around you, right? Team, meaning your wife, your kids, making sure that you're all aligned kind of on the same page, right? With the direction that you're headed as far as a vision, purpose, because you're just going against the grain and it's just a lot more tougher if they're not if you're not on the same page starting with your your wife and your kids and your family right and then you build on that so you have your vision your purpose and you have your why with your family and then you just sit you just beat that down with everybody around you your inner circle your mastermind group and the people around you because then the people that believe in what you believe in they lean in and then that's how you build up a team around you Right. And so like for your wanting to maybe do like a nonprofit for the kids and stuff like that. And so what would you how, how important would you say that having a team? Because I know you're big on that. You have a fantastic team at Clayton Homes because you could not have done it by yourself. Right. So you apply that same mindset, what you did at Clayton Homes being the you know number one spot. You take that same mindset, same concept, same fundamentals, and you do that in your personal life. And, and I know that's kind of what you're working on behind the scenes right now, but for our listeners, how, like, how, what's that transition been like? And, and how important is that? Are you seeing that now to, to get to where you want oh. to go? Cause you can't do it by yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. At least for me, like your team is everything from your, your home life. Like, I mean, if, if you go home and, and things aren't great with your wife, I mean, nothing in your life's going to be great. I mean, if you go home and your and your kids are, you know, not learning or, you know, you're having issues with your kids and you're not being the father you want. I mean, that's going to affect you in all aspects of life. And I, and I see it on a more tangible level at Clayton Homes because I've had a just absolute rock star team for the last five years. But uh, and but I, I've started to learn the challenges that come along with having a rock star team. You know, you, you might have a, a rock star that, you, you know, he gets promoted, which I've had a few times. And you have to figure out, oh, man, well. Now I have to figure out how to replace that rock star. Like I, I remember I, I got him and kind of grew him, but now he's gone. How do I find another one? How do I hire people that can accomplish the goals I want? Yeah, but I definitely think if you're trying to accomplish any goal that's meaningful, it, it's not going to be a one-person show. You have to be able to you know, not only grow the people around you, you have to find how to attract the people around you that you want to grow with. And if you're not the person that you want to be, guess who's going to be attracted to you guys that you don't want to be around. And and I've learned that time and time again. Yeah, man. Well, Isaiah, dude, thank you so much for your time, energy, and effort today. It has been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you on board, man. I know you are going to be impacting thousands of lives, people listening to this. So where can, uh, we got a couple questions for you leading uh, before we, we close off. 
where can our listeners and audience, how can we support you, man? Man, what you can do is you can get on Clayton Holmes of Conroe, leave a good review. You can get on Clayton Holmes on Google, leave a good review. Um, man, I, I love, 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 love helping people. Um, if you reach out to Sean, he, he will tell you how to get a hold of me. He'll give you my cell phone number. I will answer any questions you have. I mean, it could, because the person that's willing to not only reach out and ask those questions, because it's kind of an awkward thing. That's the person I want to tell. That's the person that's leaning in. That's the person that will actually do something with the knowledge I give them. Mm. So, yeah, if you have any questions, definitely just reach out to Sean. He can get you with me. Awesome. Love it, man. And then also just a quick plug. Clayton Homes in Conroe. So if you're listening to this, anybody in the market for a mobile home, like these guys, they, they know what they're doing. So rock stars. Uh, yes, sir. Best time to reach Isaiah is at nighttime, 12 o'clock when he's dead asleep. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, final question. What does the level up and live mean to you, brother? Level up and live. I mean, it, it, to me, that's huge because we're, we're all growing. You're, you're, you're either growing or you're going back. So, so level up means you're going to be intentional about being a better person tomorrow than you are today. 1% better every single day. And if, if you take that into like every aspect of your life, nobody can stop you. Beautiful, man. Thanks again, Isaiah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. And there you have it. The incredible journey of Isaiah Shepard. A testament to what strategic planning and unwavering determination can achieve. I hope you've been as inspired as I have by the insights shared today. Remember, age is just a number when it comes to building your own empire. If you've enjoyed today's episode and want more tips, tricks, and stories of success, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode to level up and live on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave a review and share this episode with your friends and family and anyone who's dreaming big. Also, go check out and download our free guides for health eating and 2024 New Year's Planner to help crush your goals in 2024. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. And until next time, keep reaching for those dreams. This is Sean Myers signing off. Level up and live.